This summer, your local movie theater transforms into a tent revival for sharing Jesus. Join believers nationwide for the Million Souls campaign, inviting unsaved loved ones to experience The Firing Squad, a new evangelistic movie starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. Witness the true story that made worldwide headlines. American prisoners discovering faith in Christ while awaiting execution for their crimes in a third world country, transforming their lives and the entire prison in the process. After the movie and before the credits roll, Kevin Sorbo will come on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ. Visit FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how to get free tickets and more for your unsaved loved ones and become part of this unique event. Bring friends, family, and your faith. Learn more at FiringSquadFilm.com. That's FiringSquadFilm.com. Hey, it's Monday's podcast, a great one for you. We uh, talk a little bit about COVID and the uprising in California. I mean, dude, when they're like harshing my mellow by telling me I can't like eat outdoors, that's when I get really pissed. Uh, There is an uprising from regular people that have had enough. We talk about that. Also, what's up with the Drudge Report? Is Matt Drudge... Is, is he even around anymore? Did he sell it? And some good news from Blaze Media on that subject. We also talk a little bit about Georgia and what's coming our way in Georgia and what the president did in Georgia on Saturday night. You brought up something interesting there about the Blaze. Is there any way to subscribe to a service like this that would help? Yeah, well, consu- like this? Yeah. Sure. Uh, go to blazetv.com mm-hmm. slash Glenn. Okay, yeah, but I, I would want it to get like at least 30 bucks off of the price. Oh my gosh, that's what it is right now. $30 off. What a coincidence. <laughs> uh, $30 off now. Just use the promo code Glenn. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. The Seattle uh, City Council has has decided that uh, they're going to push through legislation to provide an exemption from prosecution for misdemeanor crimes for any citizen who suffers from poverty. So if you if if you are suffering from poverty, homelessness, addiction or mental illness, the courts will dismiss all crimes of poverty, which uh, are which are these um, theft, assault, harassment, drug possession, property destruction and indecent exposure. So if if you're homeless you can now do all those things, which, by the way, is 72% of all reported crime in Seattle. So those aren't going to be illegal. So, but if you, have a, if you have a wealthy person that you know, breaks into your house to try to steal your TV, he's going to jail. He'll go to jail. But That is... Uh... Not how our society operates. Like what, you are you, what are you talking get about? A free get out of jail pass uh, just because you don't have a lot of money. No, this is going to work out really well for Seattle. They're basically creating an entire, uh, you know, entire subgroup of people who are immune from prosecution of crimes. Do you know why they're doing this? Take a guess why they're doing this. Uh, they're all crazy Marxists. 
Well, okay, oh, okay, okay. Is yes. that a good guess? Yes. Did I get it right? <laughs> let's take it. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's peel another uh, layer off this onion. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're doing it because the crazy Marxists are trying to starve the justice system. So what they're saying is 72% of all crime that has to be processed through the court system uh, is misdemeanor like this. So if we make those things not illegal, there's not going to be anybody in the courthouse. So we can cut the funding of the courts because the courts are just sending people to prison and the courts are the problem. There is no justice. It's another defund movement. It's another defund Mm. just in a different way. Mm. I mean, who doesn't want to live in Seattle now? I, we, we did that. Remember, we did that uh, documentary. We talked about it. Like, Seattle is dying. I think it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember this? Yeah. And it, the society is already teetering on the edge of oblivion. And then you had this last year where with all the Antifa rioting and, and the, uh, the, the, the autonomous zones and such. Mm-hmm. And then you add this on top of it. I mean, say you got nothing left. You got nothing yeah. left. Well, you have Pike Place Market. You'll be shivved. <laughs> on your way down to see it with your family but uh you still have that and the space needle that you can see from the distance as long as you know as long as you're in like the pope mobile it's gonna be great my favorite part of the space needle is the beautiful orange glow you see at the bottom of it at night it, the fires lit at the bottom uh yeah, they're glowing yeah, yeah. up to they the bottom of the safety beautiful. from a distance it looks amazing yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. you can't burn metal steel doesn't melt that's true um okay <laughs> i now that pat is in I I want to ask you guys your opinion on Sports Illustrated Person of the Year. LeBron James, oh. Brianna Stewart, uh, the Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naomi Osaka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Naomi. Uh, Laurent Duvernay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tar- mm-hmm. Tardif? Tardif? Mm-hmm. Tardif? Okay, good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, champions on the field and champions for others off it. Yeah, the activist athlete is the person of the year for Sports Illustrated. I think that's so inspiring. So great. And let's, well, let's, let's award the person of the year to the thing that every sports fan hates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they did. And they did. So it's it's not even a person. It's no. All of it's them. all of them. It's all of is them. Is Mahomes an activist athlete? I, I've, I've never thought so. of him like that. I don't think so. No. Yeah. He's a great quarterback, and he yeah. deserves it because he's really you know amazing, and, and he's, he's got a five hundred million dollar contract, and he's my neighbor, and he's your neighbor. That's he's right. He's a neighbor. Texas guy. So yeah. is he really? Got, I didn't know Mahomes lived here. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Uh, so hmm. he's. I mean, if he's in my neighborhood, I mean, I know my neighbors know where all the liberals live <laughs> and they said there's three of them in this complex i mean they literally said there's three of them that live in this complex so huh. i don't think mahomes is one of them i don't know yeah, i don't know I, anything about his politics not, which is great i i think that's i feel great about that he's not in our face all the time like lebron james is so it's hard to say whether or not because i mean he does whatever it is he's doing that they think is so activist is being done fairly well he might quietly. be an activist on something that you know, we like. <clears throat> yeah, he might. But the press doesn't like it, so they never cover it. Right. That, you know, that I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the, the, the last thing on sports, and then we'll move off of this, is the Vanderbilt players no. that were crying during Sarah Fuller's 30-yard kick. I don't know ridiculous. because I don't know if this is being sarcastic. or Were they crying because they're like, 
dear God almighty. I wish. It 30 was yards. What a no. terrible kick. You think yes. that they may have been yeah. sobbing because right. it was a bad kick? Or no, they but I mean, it's written that they were sobbing because finally a woman gets a chance. No, she got Shut a chance up. because of COVID, right? Yeah, yes. it was a COVID situation. She did. Yes. They gave her a squib kick intentionally, obviously, so she right. didn't have to show how far she could kick it. Um, and then, why she, would you do that to? Right. If, if why she, would you do the first woman to do it? And you're like, uh, kick it onside, kick it four yards. <laughs> it I mean, right. Like it doesn't make any sense. Uh, if you if she could actually kick it to the end zone, they would have had her show off how amazing she was and how women right. could do everything equally. And they acted like she won the game. For, they lost forty-one nothing. She four- did one kick. Yeah, yeah, right. One, and it went twenty-two yards. It, it does that not. Like, isn't that evidence that I guess, you know, I guess they were so bad in the game that they didn't have any other kickoffs. But then as as soon as she kicks the ball, she just runs off the field. Which, by the way, thank God. So she wasn't murdered while she was on the field because everyone was was running to get the Heisman Trophy, wasn't she? (laughs) She should get it. She she gave her special teams player of the week in the SEC. Special teams player of the week. Are you kidding me? How do they mean special teams? Uh, Like Special Olympics? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I mean, I doubt it. It's really bad. I mean, it, mm. you know, if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to celebrate this girl who played for the first time in the S in a power five football that's fine. game, that's great. But she better play in the game. She swung her leg and bumped it into a football once. Or, you know, here's what it's here's. <laughs> come on. This is this is how it bumped should be it. reported for the first time. Uh, a woman played uh, in a in a. I don't even know male dominated sport or male only sport. She's not whatever. even the first woman to play in the no, male dominated. She's just sport. the first one to play in, in a, a particular big-time conference college football game. Okay, like so this. the first one to play in a major football conference game, mm-hmm. and she kicked thirty yards. Uh, Maybe she had to do a squid, squib, squib, mm-hmm. and squid uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's I it. mean, great. That's it. That wh- why is you know why is this so celebrated? We we have lost perspective completely on everything. Yep, on it's, everything. It's one thing to say, it, you know, you have to make it notable. Okay, hey, by the way, this is the first time this has ever happened. That's interesting. But it like is. to to award her something over over someone else who actually achieved mm-hmm. something. Like mm-hmm. she she had a normal squib kick, which again you would she they wouldn't have done in the situation they did it. There no reason to do to do this, but still. It, it is something that happens. A male kicker has done a similar thing, right? So, okay, it's the first woman. To give her special teams player of the week, to put her as person of the year, whatever they're going to give her at the end of this, it's, it's ridiculous, right? Like, there are people who actually achieve something in that, in that uh, like, it is the ultimate participation trophy. She is getting it a is. trophy for participating. And you should That's have it. seen... I I don't I don't you don't follow college football that much right but they 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 celebrated her on every college football broadcast uh, over the weekend it was unbearable and the you know, tinkly so piano can I, can music and all of that I stuff am, I am so and sick come on. And, I'm so sick and tired of hearing how women just can't make it uh, our internet went out at the house over the weekend. <clears throat> How'd you survive? And people oh are, 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 are complaining about things. I know. And, I'm going to give you guys heroes of the weekend. Thank you. Uh, uh, so <laughs> we actually had to watch regular television. No. They still have that? I, apparently no. they do. Mm-hmm. Have you With watched With commercials it? and everything? Have you watched it in a while? Not really. No, no. I haven't either. Mm-mm. Go back and watch it's like so incredibly frustrating. You're like, dear 
God, how did we? We were living like animals <laughs> with all the <laughs> with all the commercials. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're forced to watch anything. So we're watching Working Girl, which I had never seen before. Not that great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah think way to... back, mm-hmm. like in the eighties, I think. Uh, way back. Okay. Um, it, Harrison Ford was like forty. <laughs> um, so anyway. We're watching it, and it gets to the end, and the ending is just, hey, she's got her own office in a big New York firm. I mean, spoiler alert, first of all. Jesus. Yeah, I know, sorry. I mean, yeah, I was going to watch this this weekend. And so I think Green is people. <laughs> uh, what? Don't. What? So, the, so, so that's the big deal. At the end, right. she has her own office, and she's calling. She's like, guess where I am? Where? You're in your office. This is not a big deal. <laughs> you got an office in New York City in a big firm. Not a big deal. But I thought 40 years ago. Well, you could make the argument, right? You could make yeah. the argument. This is a big deal. But now we just elected the first female vice president or just selected the first female vice president. And nobody even when she was up giving the speech, you know, and, and you know, people were honking their horns like she was a drive in movie theater. Uh, and she's given this speech and she's like, only in America, this is what can happen. And I'm thinking, first of all, you hate America. And what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, because she's a woman. Nobody even cares. Nobody even cares anymore. It's not that big of a deal. We, it, well, we've moved past it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, women can work. <gasps> what? Women can make decisions. <laughs> what? They can run companies. That's absurd, man. No, it's not. That's the way it is. And the left is so consistent on this. Don't you remember them celebrating the uh, nomination of Sarah Palin? Uh, to be the first, what would have oh, been the it. first vice they president if they had worked? If well, think won. about how they've supported, I mean, it, it, and it really against their own best interest, how they've supported every African-American that mm. has been elected as a Republican. Oh, my anywhere. gosh. They mm-hmm. love they love that. I mean, when, you know, Herman Cain led the uh, the presidential race for a while. And it was in 2012. And they loved him. They loved him. They loved him. They loved him. They praised him. And then they love yeah. Justice Thomas. They oh, love, they love, love, love him. Oh, and gosh. all of the Republicans that have been elected <clears throat> to Congress, all of those women. Oh, they yeah. love, love them. them. They're currently love in love them. with Kelly Leffler in Georgia. Love her. Love they just her. they keep saying, wow, what a what a groundbreaking. What a, brave, what a brave woman oh, she is. Glass ceiling guys yeah. that's all i hear when i hear the coverage woman. i am so sick and tired of hearing how brave people are <laughs> oh, I, like this like this woman kicker oh she was she's brave she deserves the award because i mean she's brave she went out the she ran brave. out the field immediately she yeah, got like, a, she got <laughs> she's, she's she's getting all the accol- accolades it's mm-hmm. not brave i love this <laughs> rock and roll has lost its soul so much that eric clapton Eric Clapton is being shamed because he's going to sing a, you know, break mm-hmm. the rules song. Isn't that what rock and roll does? <laughs> used to be. Uh, I, I saw, I wish I took a screenshot of this. I was looking at some, some mainstream news source the other day. Two headlines directly next to each other. No irony, like just directly next to each other. Headline number one. Uh, Joe Biden is forming the most diverse cabinet ever. Headline number two, Joe Biden names all female uh, communications team. Is it the most diverse 
It's all females? (laughs) The opposite of diversity? (coughs) Well, it would be if we could mention that some of them used to be males. Ah, But we can't. We can't. can't. The best of the Glenn Beck program. There's a great story in American Greatness about Dave Morris. Dave Morris was fed up. As a gainfully employed television news reporter aired a live segment outside of a small cafe to tell viewers that Morris was keeping his business open despite a government order to close it. The Michigan restaurant order confronted him. The Kalamazoo Health Department had issued a warning to Morris on December 1st for allowing indoor dining against the wishes of the great governor, Gretchen Whitmire. Bring me the broomstick. Anyway, uh, he was uh, instructed to shut down his business immediately or face a fine imposed by the government. The local journalist was on the scene. However, he was on the scene to tattle. Morris told the reporter... Everyone needs to stand up. This isn't an order. This is tyranny. Wake up. Stand up. This is America. We're supposed to be free. The reporter later tweeted about his own bravery in the face of an angry business owner who kept interrupting him. (laughs) Morris, who has own DNR's Daily Grind Cafe for 12 years, say, says he lost $100,000 in business this year and is going broke. And he said, quote, I can't go down quietly. I can, do, I can go down quietly or I can go down making some noise so people understand what's going on. I choose to go down making noise. But this is America, year 2020. You don't have power anymore. Why? Because you won't stand. Because you're allowing bullies to bully you. And I'm not talking about you in particular. I'm talking about America. America has always. This is December 7th. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. December 7th, we declared war on tyranny. We declared war on Japan. And because we did that, Germany declared war on on us. And so we went to war against fascism, communism, Nazism, authoritarianism, any of these isms. It started on December 7th. Your public school isn't good enough for your kids. But you can't afford anything else. Shut up and take it. If you want your kids in a good school, you have to pay all kinds of all kinds of property taxes to fund it we pay more in funding of our schools than any other country in the history of the world and yet they're failing our children shut up 
You want to keep your business open so you can pay your bills, pay your employees? Shut up and take it. You want to go outside without a contaminated face cloth covering your mouth and your nose? Shut up. You want to gather the family together for your every year since you were born Christmas for dinner? Shut up. You want to have your vote count in the most consequential presidential election in modern history? Shut up. The politicians, the academics, the reporters, the experts that are now controlling every intimate aspect of our life, they're not totally to blame. There's fear. Fear over a virus that most Americans will find harmless. We've surrendered our basic rights to comply with the with with quackery from Gavin Newsom. We're giving awards to Governor Cuomo. Neighbors are turning each other in. Families aren't talking to each other. Free enterprise is paralyzed. Criticism is in ICU. This is how authoritarian states begin. (laughs) What's next? Your personhood paper in the form of a COVID-19 immunization report that shows you're in good standing with the state? It doesn't matter How many times the ruling class has misled us intentionally, purposefully, unintentionally, no apology. They scream about the almighty data and then they go out themselves without masks. They go themselves to restaurants. They violate their own rules. And yet we're called Grandma killers. How many kids have to suffer? How many kids have to feel alone? How many kids have to go through depression? How many kids' lives have to be destroyed before we say enough? Enough of this. How many special needs students or low-income children that'll fall further and further behind? How many before we say enough? You didn't go to college because you couldn't afford it. Or you went to college And you've spent decades paying it off. And now you're working to pay for your children's college. And they just want to throw money at anybody who just was. They were not. They were not old enough to really understand the decision of taking out that much money. Really? 
at 18, at 20, you're not, you're not seasoned enough to go and borrow money. But at eight, you can choose your sex. Shut up. Shut up if you disagree. Stand up. This is happening because we don't stand up and stand together. They've kept us divided when most of us agree on common sense. They have made COVID political so they could keep us divided. None of us want grandma and grandpa to die. None of us. But 99% of the population is going to get through COVID. 99%. Let's protect those that are most vulnerable. That's the way the world has always done it. I want to read an email that I got over the weekend. And I want to read this to you. And I want you to know, I understand what this individual is saying. And there is no hard feelings or anything toward this individual at all. I completely understand. Glenn, I just listened to Nancy Pelosi's press conference as to why the $900 billion bill is sufficient. The left is also already claiming Biden is responsible for the vaccine. I'm 100% agreement with you. I listen every day. I'm a Blaze subscriber. But as a loyal conservative, I feel I have to tell you this. I just canceled my Blaze subscription because I feel my business has already been targeted because of it. I'm not on social media. I only watch you on your app. I've requested for Google to update my company information in the past six months. I never receive a response. I'm going to lose business without Google. I have to utilize their listing. Now, let me just op-ed here. I don't think that's what's happening with Google, but he probably knows more than I do on his situation. I hate canceling my subscription because it's going to mean money taken away from the research that you do to be able to tell the truth. I'll continue to listen to you on the radio and I'll look for you on YouTube, but I just need to lay low. I feel we're defeated. I don't believe a broken system will bring justice. However, I am a conservative. I just have to be in camouflage right now. When the time comes for us to regain our country, I'm 150% all in. I'm angry all the time right now. It makes me furious to watch our country hijacked by socialists, real racists, and communists. When there's a call for action, I'll be there, and I'd be willing to lay my life down for my family. But I need to focus on God. I wanted you to know why I canceled my subscriptions. I'll still be listening to you on the radio. I'm not going to read his name because I don't want him to feel like I'm singling him out at all because I completely understand what he's saying. The reason why I am reading this is because he's made a decision 
have you. I told you this last week. It's only going to get tougher from here. And you're either in or you're out. And I can understand, and I will never belittle anybody for either choice that they make. I understand it. But it's not going to be easier. And it, quite honestly, is the peril goes up. The minute you start to hide what you believe, the minute you start unplugging from that, and you're not actively pursuing those things, they begin to deteriorate. You will be forced to do more and more things that you disagree with. And because of that, you have a real danger of losing yourself. But I understand if that's the course you have to take. Everybody has to make their own decision. But I want to tell those who are in the fight and are willing to be open and have their name known. You're not alone. We are not defeated. We are only defeated when we allow fear to rule our world. I have to tell you, there are many days that I am afraid for our company. There are many days that I'm afraid for my job. There are many days that I'm afraid for my life. There are many days that I fear for my children. But I know what we're fighting is evil. It is bringing despair and destruction. It will bring poverty. It will bring and already has brought hopelessness. It is teaching our children that nothing is worth living for. It is teaching our children now that they're not worthy. It is teaching our children and our own friends that you're nothing unless you have an axe to grind. It's evil. And you cannot coexist with evil. It's either light or dark. And you cannot stand in the shadows. I believe that we are entering a very spiritually important time. And there's not going to be anybody that's going to be allowed to eat at the edges. You're going to either be forced to be in. Or you're out. Today's the day you need to make your decision. December 7th. A date that will live in infamy. Join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. Rob Eno is our uh, Blaze TV media critic. I don't know how much we pay him, but it's not enough 
to have to watch the mainstream media (laughs) and all of the media and figure out what's going on. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hey, pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Good. I thought we would start with some some good news. Uh, You know, a friend of mine said to me uh, once uh, when I was really being kicked uh, and we were down, he said, I've told some people that were bashing you that they probably should stop that. Because I've watched you long enough, and whenever everyone says you're down, that's when you get back up and you crush it. Uh, and we've been doing that with this radio show, our television show. And let's get a uh, real quick good news on Blaze TV and Blaze. Yeah, Bla- Blaze Media. I mean, Blaze Media's podcast network is one of the top 20 podcast networks in the country now. And that, you know, all kinds of different things. That's, you know, people that do the media stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the big guys, multi-billion dollar companies that, yeah. you know, run media media companies and then you know I've, I've been told by our executives we are the largest right of center subscription video on demand company we are in the world yeah we are in yeah, the world in the world not just in the united states in the world that is phenomenal and we should point out that a good chunk of rob's job is looking to buy every single pen in america that can nancy pelosi sucks can be printed on uh, they have you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. have you doing that. I do that That's as well. That's despicable. That's yeah. disgraceful. We, we, we have basically found every blank of that pen in the world. So if you can't buy one for Christmas, <laughs> you can blame the Stu. Nancy, the Nancy Pelosi sucks pen has been. It started as a joke. Yeah. It was a joke. Thinking nobody's yeah. gonna buy this. You can't. Literally every pen in the world that looks like this. <laughs> Has been purchased and is is uh, out of production and now sold. Mm-hmm. This is true. No, th- this is not me lying. This is uh, China yeah, can't true. make them. China can't make them. <laughs> I, it's amazing. It's a, it's yeah. a real hole in the market. That's why we did, by the way, put Nancy Pelosi sucks the same uh, signature on uh, uh, T-shirts now mm-hmm. and very classy mugs. If you want to drink a nice, warm, hot beverage out of a mug that says Nancy Pelosi sucks all over it in the most classy way possible, I advise you to go to studosmerch.com or the Blaze Media Store. There's tons of great stuff up there for Now, Christmas. a little less classy is the uh, <laughs> blow-dry-my-hair mug. You can get those, too. <laughs> that's yeah. a big yeah, one. It's, that's not exactly what it says, uh, but well, it's it like about that. Getting your hair blown, blown dry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that mug is with, also available with Nancy Pelosi's with Nancy face and the shirt. Face. And the, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a sabo a piece of art that is just fantastic. Great, get it at uh, you know shop dot theblaze dot whatever shop dot Thank you. Who knows? The guy who anyway. actually knows the address over yeah, here. I know. I know. I know. Okay, okay. So uh, we have something exciting. Before we get into the Drudge Report, we also have something exciting to uh, report today. A kind of a because we're making it this kind of a uh, a hard launch now and something we've been working on behind the scenes I'm, I'm for a while. I'm probably going to get in trouble for calling it a hard launch. It's We're, we're, we're working on it. Uh, we're hard yeah. launching it because it's on national radio. Yeah, um, it's on the show. But, uh, like it or I mean, not, hope the servers are working. Yeah. Um, conservativereview.com, uh, which was with CRTV when we mm-hmm. came over um, and merged with The Blaze a few years ago. Um, is being repurposed. We always wanted it to be a review of conservatism. Right. That's what you know. The name conservative right. review was, um, and now it's it's an aggregator. It's like the Drudge Report. I look at it every morning. Um, it's been we've been running it this way for a few months. Um, I look at it every morning. It's got a bunch of 
uh, stories from around the conservative web. Yeah. So um, we're aggregating all of our friends and you can see it all in one place and you can get to their stories. Um, and if you've got a limited amount of time, it's a great place to look and it's updated. Um, we'll talk about Drudge and, and how he's not being updated a lot anymore. Um, we update it more than Drudge. Does. Well, Drudge, and that's what I want to get into. Everybody is asking me, what the hell happened to Drudge? It's it's an interesting story. I mean, uh, Armin Rosen over at Tablet Magazine, um, you can go to Tablet Magazine and find the story, did a really deep dive on this, Glenn. Um, he talked to a lot of people. If you remember when, when Drudge um, launched the Monica Lewinsky thing, one of the people that was influential in that was Lucianne Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's even said, I-, I don't know what's happened. It's obviously not the same thing. I don't know mm-hmm. if Matt's running it. I haven't talked to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's a lot of that sort of thing going on. But when you look at what's happened to Drudge, there's a few things. Um, it's certainly not a super conservative site anymore, right? It's not like it was oh in gosh, the 2000s. It's not even a conservative early, site. In, in the early in the early 2010s, it's yeah. not that anymore. I mean, he was a cheerleader for yeah. for Donald Trump, right? Yeah, and yeah, completely yeah. turned. Um, so there's people that think, did he sell? And there's a couple of things you can look at. There's this couple, um, Margaret and Adrian Otto, out in Mountain View, California. Adrian actually worked for Google, which you can tell mm-hmm. from Mountain View, California. And they've run the servers for the Drudge Report for years. They used to run, I don't know if you knew, but uh, Matt's dad, Bob Drudge, had this site, RefDesk, that mm-hmm. Colin Powell um, in the 90s said, this is the site I go to every day. It was a really neat site. It had a bunch of links to, to media sources. Oh, wow. Um, you can get like the AP photos of the day, but it was right, all in right, one right. place. And they bought this website off of Bob Drudge a few years ago. So there's people that think that maybe they took it over from Drudge. And there's people that think that maybe Drudge is just, you know, someone that's, that's done with this, that he's a chaos agent. He's done with this and he's not really running it anymore. But there's a few... I'm not sure if a liberal billionaire is bot drudge or if there's just people running it and he's trying to be a, a chaos agent and he was trying to sow division during this election cycle. Wait, but that is not I mean, that doesn't make sense with the Matt Drudge that I know that used to believe things. Now, I know he moved over to Germany. Is he still over in Germany? That I don't know. Last I knew he was in Miami. So he's maybe, like maybe become he's- like uh, like Citizen Kane. He's a world traveler. You know I mean? he's, he's got himself you know, back. But there's. There's been some changes at the Drudge Report on the back end. So not just what you're seeing, right? Um, I don't know if a lot of your listeners know, but they, Andrew Breitbart used to run Drudge a oh, yeah, lot. A lot. Like he was, he had ADD, he, was, he would stay up like, like he would never sleep and he would right. run Drudge on nights and sometimes on the weekends. And one of the things, I talked to Andrew once, I had him for an event in Massachusetts that I was sponsoring. Um, and I talked to him as I picked him up at the airport. And I'm like, you know, one of the ways that you could always tell that you were running the Drudge Report is that all the links would go to Breitbart. Right. 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 He would put him to his own site. And Breitbart back then wasn't the Breitbart that we know now. Breitbart was an AP aggregator, an Associated mm-hmm. Press aggregator that would just automatically publish Associated Press stories as they came out. Kind of mm-hmm. he didn't have to do anything with mm-hmm. it. So he would link to his Associated Press thing, have a bunch of ads on the thing, you know, get a million page views and make himself, mm-hmm. you know, 600, 700, 800 bucks just for doing that. In addition to what Matt Drudge was paying him. Right. right? So he would do that. Well, last year, in, around October, August of this year, this website, D... Um, dnyuz.com started right. having a bunch of things and what they are is uh, they're basically a plagiarizer 
They, they would take our stories. If I wrote a story at The Blaze and it was good, they would take it, put it up on their website, put my byline on it and say The Blaze and think that was legal. They're, they're run out of Armenia, right? Mm-hmm. And the Drudge Report was sending links to that website. Right. So that so that was where a lot of their links were going. And I'm thinking back in my Andrew Breitbart conversation that, you know, somebody send me maybe somebody in Armenia is running the website. Right. Because they're sending it to this thing. And this uh, Rosen over at Tablet did a lot of digging. And this DYNUZ shares what he calls 13 common um, identifiers with RefDesk and the Drudge Report for their ad network, which this Margaret and Adrian Otto apparently own. In October of 2019, Drudge had had an ad network for a long time that he changed and he went with one run by the autos or the mm. website went with one run by the autos. And, and the Drudge Report seems to be the only one of the only clients of this. There's like six clients. Yeah. Right. There's a couple of a uh, couple of conservative clients, um, RefDesk, this right. DYNUZ and Drudge. <laughs> so, I mean, you're putting it together. Does this mean that Drudge sold to the autos or, or does this mean that he's got somebody it? running it? Right. They're running it for him. And he's collecting money. But you money. would think that he would see it. I mean, he's destro- they've destroyed the Drudge Report. Whatever's happening has destroyed. 40 to 50% down year over year. In an election year, he had a 50%. I mean, we did not have a 50% decrease no. as we talked, right? No, no. Um, on, no. Our, on our web traffic. And that's even with, you know, some of the social media companies trying to throttle you and do yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, we saw an increase. Um, but, you know, it's it's really interesting when you take a look at it. Um, I'm not 100% convinced. I mean, the easy answer is George Soros bought the Drudge Report and has turned it into a left-wing progressive haven, right? That that's, would be a conspiracy that, yeah, that is conspiracy, but that, that's <laughs> yeah. like, that's the easy answer, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. everybody talks about, um, my friends in conservative media. But it's open, like we talked about with Conservative Review, it's opened up. I mean, you can never go against Drudge, right? There, there was no. nothing. I mean, I was so addicted to Drudge since like 98, that I would look at Drudge probably about 150 times a day. I mean, it was like, my dad used to scream at me when I come home for Christmas, why are you putting that Drudge report on my computer again? Mm. Like, that was like the kind of stuff mm-hmm. that would, like, that's how addicted to the Drudge well, report I, I, I still, I mean, up until maybe two months ago, I would still check the Drudge report every day, at least once a day. I'm going through my show prep and I would just check it until it just got to the point where like, I, I don't believe any of this stuff. I mean, first of all, it's either against everything that I, I believe uh, or it's from crazy ass sites that you're like, what is this? Right. And the, and the other thing, I mean, another data point that may show that Drudge isn't running this is, you know, you know that he had this weird, almost a fetish with natural disasters. Oh, yeah. And like you, you get a hurricane coming and it would be like the top story for a week. Yeah. Barely nothing. I mean, it had like the track stuff that he always used to put on because I think they know that that's what he used to do. There was an earthquake yesterday in California. It was not on the Drudge Report, right? I mean, every little earthquake in ca- anywhere in the mm-hmm. world that was like above five would be on the Drudge Report. And he is has, like, it a link possible to it? that he's being held in some basement in Germany by I don't know Marxists, Nazis? I, don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it could, because he is really he's disappeared. Uh, I mean, he was and, always reclusive. Right? I know, I know. But yeah. now he's just like gone, gone, gone. Yeah. gone. He was always reclusive. Um, so that's a bad thing about being a recluse is you can be dead someplace and everybody will just think as long as somebody's carrying on your stuff. Yeah, he's, he's still alive. I mean, he could be, 
you know, he could have been killed by George Soros on the back of that yacht that we've been talking about a long time. <laughs> right. No, I mean, he, he I mean, something could have happened to him or whatever. And nobody really knows. There's something charming about just cashing out, just living yeah. your life and not caring about this craziness anymore. It's just like when you're essentially bringing in thousands and millions of conservatives every day and they're being fed well, this craziness. Yeah. It's hard to to to, to well, get excited about that. Not, now, I think a lot of people have gone away. I mean, our friend Dan Bongino also has a site, the Bongino Report, yeah, which yeah. a lot of people have gone to. Um, and even Fox News got into the game like 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 yeah. the, they've got this site, um, K News where it's it's an aggregation of a bunch of different stories. They actually mm-hmm. do it really well. Um, and it's owned by News Corp. It's not owned by Fox News, but it gets like no traffic. But it's there. Um, I, I know that I've used it as a really good resource. There's another one that I think is really good. It's called spinquark.com. Horrible mm-hmm. name, but spinquark.com <laughs> is very, I mean, I think better than Drudge ever was. Run by the uh, Ferengis? Pardon me? Run by the Ferengi's yes, Corp. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. Uh, and again, conservativereview.com. Uh, you can check. It is uh, very drudge-like uh, in its way. Another family member of Blaze Media. Uh, you know, Rob, I want you to stay in just, just real quick. One more thing. We're losing, uh, what's his name? Ajit Pai? Yeah. Um. He is the greatest FCC guy I think we've ever had. Yeah. Ever. Um, he's amazing. He stopped net neutrality, shows that that was all bull crap. Uh, but we're going back to net neutrality. And with the social media uh, stifling everyone, what do you think is coming our way? Um, I, I think you're going to see net neutrality. Of course, the left tries to say that net neutrality is, oh, we're just going to let everybody have equal access so yeah. that so that you know <sighs> comcast can't stop you from going to see a website or or pay for other people to, to go see a website which is absolute bunk i mean we have 5g we've got um elon musk elon musk is going to be beaming you down the internet from space I within know. like four years right I know. it's crazy so there's all kinds of alternatives um your phone is going to be as fast as your your broadband connection there's no reason Easy. to do it they want control it, the left wants control of information and they can get control of information by saying in a very 1984 speak, you know, new speak way. Oh, we're giving it neutrality and everybody mm-hmm. can watch it. And and they really get their base riled up about this. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But I, I, you I really have to yeah. be you really have to be uninformed and stupid if you believe it. If you know it's about power and you're for it, well, I at least understand you. But if you believe that net neutrality is really about neutrality, at this point, you're an idiot. You're absolutely right. It's it's about control of the information we see. The, the other things that scare me more than net neutrality are taking shows like this and calling them election. Yeah. Nearing, right? Is that, yeah. you know, is the blaze under... The Biden administration going to have to register with the FEC as an electioneering arm. You know, there, there's things like that. It's these are these really? people. We would be the concern, not CNN. Right. We would be the concern. Right. Oh, they're, they're, they're middle of the road. Right? Jeez. But that's that's the sort of stuff that I'm also afraid of. I think that if we hold the Senate, a lot of that stuff doesn't happen, um, obviously, because you need, you know, you're supposed to need, you know, congressional mm-hmm. authority to do it. But we've seen that you really don't. But I, I think that those are the sorts of things that concern me. Um, the sort of stuff that Diane Feinstein's wanted to do in the past where, you know, we'll give you a license to be a reporter. 
Not only do you need a license to be a gun, but, you know, in order to be, like, indemnified and be protected from prosecution, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to give, like, licenses for reporters. And I have friends Mm -hmm. that actually believe that that should happen. Oh, I, I, I had Ted Koppel lecture me about that, that we need a license so not any Yahoo can go out and say... I said, really? A li- who's going to who will issue those license, Ted? Well, we will. I mean, there will be a panel of experts. Oh, oh, a panel of experts. I mean, that that is so anti First Amendment. I, 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 I don't even begin to understand it. Yeah, but these are the same people that think that the First Amendment is a protection um, uh, against religion, not a, not for religion. Correct. That think that the Second Amendment doesn't really exist and right. that you need a license to have a gun. The, right. the, these are folks that don't believe that the Constitution means anything. Right. Um, I love, I love, somebody sent me a, uh, a deal of the Second Amendment, said, you know, the founders, they had muskets. Okay, so let's, let's acquire, uh, you know, acquire muskets for everybody and use it the way our founders would have. Somebody comes into your house, you blow a hole through them with the first bullet. You might, you might miss, so you have to use the bayonet on the end. You stab him. Maybe if you have another gun, that one's loaded. You can hit hit him with that. Uh, and then they can probably die from infection, whether they were whether you shot to kill them or not. They're most likely going to die from infection or internal bleedings because the little triangle uh, of the uh, bayonet that they used <laughs> back then was made to just tear you up and not be able to repair it. So. Okay, let's do that. Idiots. Na, 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 na.